Yeah. Uh, this is round two. This is our second attempt at the same episode. We did just have some technical You'll difficulties. See the bloopers on our uh, OnlyFans that you pay for six dollars a month. Six dollars a month for people for me yelling at everybody else. Because yeah, technical I mean, difficulties have just happened. It doesn't matter because when people listen to this, it'll be the first time they're hearing. That's it. true. Second Correct. time for us though, but we need to run through our beers again. Now. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Michael. Love talking about beer. Yeah, yeah. I, I can do with this a million times. Jalen was White Claw pineapple. We uh, we established it's not his favorite kind. He third does not gen. like mango. It's a third gen White Claw. I'm not sure what that means or how that White Claws are classified. Prefers the black. Uh, prefers the black cherry. Are they like iPhones now? Is it like first generation no, no, White it's, Claw? It's more like a Pokemon thing. You know, Second like gen sure. Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. I'm picking it up, I think, more as, as we go. Uh, <laughs> Connor, what kind of beer do you have? Okay, so this beer was brought to me via Andrew. It is called the Widowmaker. I asked him to just get Ooh, me an ordinary that's ominous. an ordinary IPA. He didn't want anything like crazy. Like I didn't no want. It, I just wanted. Nice what does that even mean? An ordinary Guys, IPA. I know it Andrew. stands for uh, India Pale Ale. Yeah, thank yes, you. Good. Jalen's <laughs> learning. It took us. It took him seven months to <laughs> start this pod. Oh, Andrew. I mean, he walks in the package store and then he sees a double and he's like. And then he sees a triple, and he's, like, foaming at the mouth. I got to, like, calm him down. So I was like, yeah, just get me something plain and simple. I want, like, something that's easier to drink on the pod, not as heavy on my stomach. So he got me the Widowmaker at 6%. Um, it's from Orno Brewing Company, which shout out Orno. I, the last beer I, that he brought me from there I really enjoyed. But just a short little segment about this beer brewed to celebrate the Widowmaker, sugarloaf's legendary slopeside social hub the ipa boasts an assertively juicy flavor from big additions of the strata sabro and Equ- <laughs> equinot you, cryo hops. Point word, you cannot baby. you cannot you cannot <laughs> you cannot cryo hops if it was you cannot wouldn't it be e-u-k is it not? I thought it's it was. EKU. Okay. Ook, I don't know then. That, I'm e- growing some in my back here. Equinot. Equinot. Equinot cryo hops. Best enjoyed at the loaf. So um, Sugar Loaf is a mountain, um, like a skiing mountain. In New Hampshire, right? Does, is, is I think it, I broke my arm at Sugar Loaf a couple years ago. Is it? Is Good it, times. Or is it it's Maine? in Maine. Oh, gosh. Backflip. Pretty sure it's in Maine. Snowboarding. Tristan, I think Tristan went down the half pipe, did a triple cork. Went down the children's heroin guy, man, (laughs) and I'm from New York. (laughs) Uh, uh, I should try this. Yeah, give it a go. Tell me what you think. He's like, I hate it. Fuck you, Andrew. I think he did good. Something is it normal enough for you, Connor? Not too, not too, not too uh, triply. Yeah, it's not as juicy as some of the IPAs I had, but it's just like okay. it is a little bitter, Liverpool guys, as, as IPAs are, but yeah. it's not heavy, which is exactly what I wanted. So that's perfect. I can it's a good post-work beer, post-Chipotle yeah. beer. Yeah, cause at least in this episode, you're not you're not stuffing your face full of yeah. Chipotle while we're recording. Yeah, I kept, you guys I kept throwing that. to you for your beer, and you were just like, mm-hmm. "You missed <laughs> the um, crazy rice consumption ASMR." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. especially with these mics yeah. and this soundboard. Uh-huh. So. It picks up everything. Um, Tristan, what are you drinking? Uh, once again, time. my wonderful father supplied me with uh, Ocean of Storms Imperial Pastry Stout, which is a stout brewed with salted caramel, cocoa nibs, and Oreo cookie. It's 10%. It packs a punch. Thank you, Dad. This is a delicious beer. I love it. What happened? What? <laughs> All right. Right now? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Clip that. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan, continue. Connor uh, just got a just got a text. Um, 
That was distracting. That was uh, funny. Okay. Uh, I am drinking. Did who, you let him describe the oh, flavor? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I thought you were I did. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I said yeah. it was brewed you with You didn't let him describe caramel. anything. Yeah, you didn't. You, you were looking at your phone. I didn't say anything. Uh, salted caramel, <laughs> cocoa nibs, and Oreo cookie. Uh, thank you, Dad. Appreciate the beer. Shout out to Mr. Uh, Davis. Mr. Davis. In case you forgot my last name. <laughs> no. Shout out to Mr. Tristan's dad. <laughs> Mr. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the guy who gave birth to Tristan. Wycombe, all right? Wycombe. All right. Ice Oop. skating shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm drinking uh, a beer from Who Farted Brewing Company called Stack and Paper. Once again, just want to make sure you guys got the joke, right? Who Farted Brewing Company. <laughs> it sounded like he said Who Farted. <laughs> yeah. Who Farted. <laughs> Plan words. I'm gonna say it really fast. Um, it's a triple dry hopped triple India Pale Ale brewed with Galaxy and Citra hops, ten point five percent. This IPA uh, triples usually can taste very potent, and this one definitely tastes more like a double. Not as like alcohol, like you don't taste the alcohol as much. Mm. Um, sometimes with triples, you can you can taste it, and it's like kind of too much. But honestly, Who Farted makes some of the best beer that I've had, and I I highly suggest you check them out. I'll put a picture up and link. We're gonna to put the our cans up for sure. Because like later, we were saying, yeah. the first time we tried recording this episode, um, the cans are great today. Yeah, the, the can the, game yeah. is, is the awesome. Design of the cans, all the cans we're bringing. The cans. Yeah, our cans. <laughs> yeah, not to be trifled with. <laughs> um, we'd love you to trifle with our cans. Gio Reyna. Gio Reyna, the American, the youngster, the starlet. Handsome. Scored for the U.S. men's national team the other day. He scored a beauty, an absolute beauty. Um, well, he's in our kick Deflected. Away. Deflected yeah. goal. <laughs> Deflected <laughs> beauty. It's a beauty. It was a beauty. Any goal for the U.S. men's national team for can real. be considered a yeah. beauty. They, they, so need, him, no they need him in the uh, Olympics, but continue. Um, he's in our jersey giveaway. He's the... Uh, He's the Jersey. Yeah, guys, you not hear about that. Uh, we have a we have an abnormally low amount of say. comments. I was pretty surprised right now that there's only like I think there's only thirty seven or thirty eight. And as we plug it more when it arrives, I'm sure we'll get more. But uh, yeah, I mean, hey, your chances right now are pretty goddamn good to win a. I think what what is our coolest kit we've given away yet? Honestly, I mean, the Juventus one was McKinney. very cool, but, yeah, but I mean, the BVB, that was the, sick. The black kit with the with the BVB font in front. And the this one number. certainly will rival it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for no, real. No, definitely. I, for, so, I, I think it's a great kit. Leave a comment. Tag three of your pals that aren't famous or us and yeah. get yourself a kit, man. On Twitter, up. on Twitter, it's different. You just got to retweet. Wake um, up, sheeple. Like Gio and Reina. retweet. Follow and retweet and then just wait till the date. Uh, which we are... When, when, are you, when are we announcing that? When is the... So we had a date originally for April 6th, but due to the delivery um, due to disturbances, Tristan, we have to... Biting off a little bit more. It's than getting here by a horse. Yeah, no, horse we're we're, we're going to change the date and we'll let all you it's know a family before. Amazon me. pigeon uh, <laughs> yeah, is a new thing Amazon's that. trying with pigeon. Like that. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna update you guys on the new date, um, just so that we can, <laughs> just so that we can get um get the jersey in and kind of like show it off more, but also for the fact that like where it? it's not coming in on on time basically, but we'll get it to you guys. Don't worry about it. Moving on. Um. Here at Hollers Podcast, we don't control the U.S. Postal Service, okay? So we're doing our best. <laughs> Especially at Fanatics. These are these are a lot of fun, the fan questions. And there was a game break this weekend. That's crazy. So we only what we have to go off of is what what the fans uh, what the fans gave us. So we got four great questions here. We're going to talk about. I, yeah, thank each you. Each one more fun than the last. Last week was really good. I it thought the fan questions were amazing. Yeah. And, and thank you guys. Obviously, we'll uh, we'll do a post about the questions everybody entered in after we we wrap up and make sure we got to all of them. But thank you again uh, beforehand for sending those in because we absolutely love seeing those from everybody. Elvin. A new follower. Shout out, Elvin. Shout out, Elvin. He's been asking good questions. He's been asking great questions, so please keep it up, Elvin. We will keep answering them. He asked, 
How did you develop your love for your club? What moment did you realize you were all in? What a sweet question. I, I like love that, that question. so much. Does anyone want to start? Does anyone feel particularly strong? I can go there? first. Connor Andrew goes always first. goes first. I like going first. Connor was like, I want to really irritate people. Uh, so I'm going to be a Liverpool fan. Um, yeah. So how I developed my love for my club, um, it stemmed from a player believe it or not. So, um, I mean, obviously I grew up watching, I didn't grow up watching soccer. I just grew up playing soccer. I was someone that never had the patience to watch soccer. Um, but then as I matured in my soccer stages, Mm -hmm. I began watching Coutinho, um, at Liverpool. He was a player that I could not take my eyes off. Granted, obviously everyone hears Liverpool, um, kind of, if they know my play style, um, think I would be obsessed with Stevie G and like yes club legend like he's someone that I saw the tail end of his career mm-hmm. um, I certainly knew he who he was just because of the magnitude that did like, you see him like right when he slipped uh, I think we all saw did that. you know that he did that Connor <laughs> did you know I those, did did you know I did okay um, Demba bias sure. so we do not let this slip boys <laughs> next week yeah the worst part is one me. week later <laughs> <laughs> You can't. You can't. All right. Laugh all, right all right. All right. Yeah, yeah, I, know, I don't want to cut un- you off. Unfortunately, I feel but, like when I think of Stevie G, I think of the Warrior Liverpool kits. Remember those? Yeah. Warrior was the I have provider. one of those. Oh, yeah. dude, those were um, peaches. So what were you saying, Connor? Sorry. Yeah. So Coutinho, he was my. He was a player that I watched. Um, I didn't know much about Liverpool at that time. Obviously, as I learned more and more, um, I kind of fell in love with their play style because of how they play football. Um, Tiki Taka, they move the ball. They're all out at that stage. They're all out attack. Couldn't defend for shit. Kind of like now, um, although they can't attack either. But <clears throat> that's just I, I could I could watch them play over and over again. Coutinho, um, the first full season that I followed Liverpool, he scored a absolute screamer of a free kick against Arsenal on opening day from mm. like 35 yards out. Um, but like, I mean, the goals he had touching it on his right, big touch in on his right foot. I still don't understand how that little man gets the power finesse curve on shots that he does. It, it like yeah, doesn't make unreal. sense. Um, <laughs> He's definitely my favorite Liverpool player but, ever to watch. And, and his passion for the team, like he didn't put himself above anybody. He was he was with Liverpool until obviously he wanted to go pursue his dream and play at Barcelona. And I wish he got more time there because I think he is a t- talented enough to play like right alongside Messi. Obviously, they kind of have similar roles, so I think that's part of why. But Coutinho, Liverpool, that's how I got and came about to be a Liverpool fan. And um, obviously, Jurgen Klopp coming in, he's someone that I also just like adore his like how he operates so it's it's been fun it's been all downhill from there perfect good answer andrew um so mine started when i was a freshman in high school yeah freshman high school um chicharito was playing for united at the time my dad just followed basically followed wherever he went Mm -hmm. my brother watching united before i was because your dad's from mexico my dad's from mexico Mexico. Mexico. my dad loves chicharito he's like worship there Mm Um, and my brother was watching, was always watching the games on the weekends. And it's when I, that, that first season is when I started like watching my brother. And I was like, it was like Sir Alex's last season. That was a really fun United team. I remember that team Chicharito yeah. was on. It was a really, really good, yeah. good 11 you guys well, put out this, each week. That season, he kind of got pushed to the side because of things got less fun after that. Van, yeah. Like. Yeah. No, he, because Van Persie came in, that was Van Persie's first season. Yeah. And that's when they won the league. And it was, it was definitely like, uh, I just, 
I was watching it. Like, I literally got addicted to it. As soon as I watched like the first month of the prem, I was like, wow, this is like what I've been missing. Why well, haven't I been watching this since I was in middle school, elementary right. school, like for the sake of it. Um, but that's when I started falling in love with United, just starting with Chicharito, starting with my dad, my brother. And then from there, I just became invested in the club. Um, obviously, things have taken a downturn since I've started watching um, or since I really got invested. But I've been with them every every minute, every step of the way in their lowest point with Moyes, in their middle parts with uh, Mourinho, and now in their return with Ole, hopefully. But um, I'm just, I'm, I'm a supporter and I love watching them. And Fantastic. And yeah, Ole all the way. <laughs> no, I have my, I have my thoughts of Ole, but no, I, I, it doesn't matter who's, I, I support whoever, but you, you got to know when a club is in need of a change. Not necessarily now, but, um, you know, I, I just try and support them. I don't, I don't try and hate on anybody unless it's actually um, warranted. So, I mean, it's me so far. Growing up, Jalen probably had no shortage of like YouTube highlights to watch from any Madrid player. So I actually, for, for a club that's so rich in history with so many good players, I'm I'm genuinely very curious to see what got you into Madrid. As so a fan. obviously, Madrid's always been like the big team. Like I, I'm not gonna say like R9 or like Zidane because I wasn't around then. Like I didn't watch that then. But the one player that like I loved watching was Di Maria. When he was at, he was nasty. When he was at Real Madrid, nasty. Loved by the United has, fans, right? He, if you like, go through like United, oh, great Angel Di Maria. If you go through a lot of like his old, like a lot of the big games, like Real Madrid had during that time period. I think he was there. When did Ronaldo get there? Two thousand, two thousand nine, mm-hmm. two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So yeah. he got there two years later in two thousand twelve. A year later, a year later. Yeah, isn't that the next year he got sold? He got signed by from uh, Benfica. Benfica. So he was there, and then from then. Was that four years at Real Madrid? Yeah, he had crazy games. He was just like he's so good with the left foot. His Rabona, he had his Rabona crosses are nasty. Yeah, off like crazy stepovers. He had the he sat down Puyol in that uh, in the one of the El Clasicos, and then Bale scored the rebound. Header. He was so good at Madrid. It's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, I loved him. So that that really got me. Like obviously they had Ronaldo. They had like. Xavi Alonso, they had Kadira, they had like all those guys, but like he like stood out to me, so I always loved them over Barcelona. That's a good shout because I feel like Di Maria kind of got he wasn't the underdog or like the underplayed. He was definitely un- like people gave him the credit, obviously, but I feel like you look at the big names around then, it's like Kaká, it's well not really Kaká, but Ronaldo, Higuain, Benzema, yeah, yeah. Um, Mo- uh, Go- um, Guti was playing around the time when. Di Maria was just coming in. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. those players were there, so um, he obviously made his his last when they won the Champions League. It's when like Di Maria was like everyone, every club was after that him was, at like, that point. Best, that was like his best season. Yeah, he that was his best season, and like United you know, then came in for him. So uh, definitely, I lo- I I loved watching him at Madrid. Not so much at United. <laughs> I hate, have you ever heard him talk about United? He hates have you heard it. his wife talk about United? They they like both despise. She was like, I like begged him one. for yeah. weeks not to go to Manchester because I found it to be such an off-putting city. I hated everything about yeah. the people, everything about the culture. I absolutely hated it. Well, South Americans just, like, don't, like, they really do not like cold weather. And Manchester's obviously in the middle of fucking England. It's so. just so different from their culture. It's literally what it is. <laughs> Throw so. them in Boston, and they won't even know what's going on. <laughs> so, again, we always talk about the people at Premier League games who have these big-ass parkas zipped all the way up. You can't even see their faces, and it's, like, 50 <laughs> degrees and rainy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, is it awful cold on the, the south coast of Crystal Palace? Wow, looks real windy. <laughs> uh, I mean, they are outside, so it is worse. Um, 
how did I become a Tottenham fan? Well, me, I, I lost a bet, and I've been paying for that ever since. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Forced to do it. You know, I, I it was the style of play that, that drew me to Spurs when I first started watching, and I've been watching for about eight seasons now, I'd say, right when I first got into college was when I really, really took a liking to it. And I've never played a moment of organized soccer. Um, love to kick the ball around as much as anybody else. Mostly been, I played volleyball, I played baseball my whole life. Loved watching those sports, loved watching baseball on TV. Volleyball is on TV very rarely, but when it was, it was it was a cool thing to see. And beach volleyball is fun. I think everybody kind of likes beach volleyball. But anyway, I uh, started watching soccer. Loved the style of play Tottenham brought to the table, which, I mean, you look at the team now, and it's a bit, little bit sad to say that. But, I mean, it was the... It was the attack first. It was the and honestly, the biggest thing for me was the small club mentality. Back yeah. when they were finishing eleventh, fourteenth, they had players like Scotty Parker or 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 the very the very early stages of Kyle Walker. You know when he was first becoming a superstar. Superstar. Mo- Those Modric. Yep. The yep. Luka Modric. Yep. Uh, Bale's back breakthrough. When, Bale's breakthrough when Harry Kane was first, like first, first coming onto the scene. Vs. Bo- Vs. Boas is the manager. Vs. Boas is the manager. Yep. I mean, Holliston, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's something that I think all Tottenham fans, <laughs> even today, yearn for. Like we, we miss those days. Less we, expectation. We, we do still feel like we are a small club overachieving, which is from the rest of the footballing world is is. You, they would say, hold yourself to a higher standard. Come on, you're Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, you are a, f- a feared club internationally. A club that hasn't won anything, but a club that does merit respect when they do get to the stadium. They've beaten big teams. So they've beaten yeah. big teams. They've done big things without winning anything, which which is sad. But, I mean, for me, it was the small club mentality. I loved White Hart Lane. I loved the fact that they were undefeated at White Hart Lane the last season there. I mean, it was it was, it was was really an incredible spectacle, and it was a good small stadium feel. It was loud. They were just a team that could compete with anybody in the Premier League, but it didn't feel like you were going into like the Etihad or like Old Trafford or Stamford Bridge or anything like that. So, so that was what really drew me to it. Was this is a team I can love playing, well, love watching playing each week. They might not beat the big boys, but they're always going to be a hard match and play good football. And I loved watching Harry Kane. He was he's always been one of my favorite players to watch. Um, so that was that was really it for me. But yeah, I mean, been paying for it ever since but uh they've given me a lot of memories i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't trade for anything so i i have a video i want you to watch i i fell in love with this video a while in high school it's um it's like i don't know if you've seen it or not but it's like it's like a fan-made video but it's spurs's road to the champions league quarterfinal that's my that's my my best memory as a Tottenham supporter my best one is watching Lucas Morris scored that goal on my cell phone while I was at work at the law firm and literally dancing home on the train. And yeah, then, yeah. like watching just on repeat, dancing, walking from the no, train no. to my apartment, like spinning in circles. This like, one, uh, like so excited for the game against Madrid, which they or against Liverpool in Madrid, which they ended up not winning. But just yeah, the, yeah. the feeling of my club being in the, in the Champions League final and doing it in that way, especially after how Liverpool got to the, the Champions League final that year. Like you think, how could them beating Barcelona be topped? I kind of think Spurs did that a little bit. I mean, that was still a crazy game. I was but like, so mad. I've yeah. I think everybody mad. was mad. I think everybody was mad I at the outcome. I was playing the most beautiful those. soccer of like the, last, like the, de- like the, the last decade. It was like the worst final ever, though. No offense to Liverpool. It was absolutely yeah. the worst final ever. I mean, that's what... And there's there's a... Sorry, Connor. Once, once, we, get this, once we get this... Uh, new studio going there's one that's one of the my main goals is to get there's artwork that's lucas morris scoring we should all get our own artwork for the goal yeah we really should but yeah um this video i want to send it to you later but it's like a it's like right when um uh sorry who red uh 
Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp managing, and it's it's like with Modric in the side. It's with uh, Vander Vander, one of the Netherlands players. Oh, Vandervaart. Uh, Vandervaart play, yeah. playing, and it's like it's just like straight. a very, it's like a it's a it's a that, good that the team song would get boxed by the by the best it, Spurs teams now. But you're going back and you're like, man, those were the days. Yeah, like, but it's just like a expectation. Like, it's like romantic, lower, and you went into each weekend thinking, oh, it's man, when it's when Bale scored the hatchet yeah, against yeah, yeah. Uh, Inter Milan. Yeah, but yeah. Moving on to the next question. That was a great um, question from um, Elvin. Thank Elvin, you, man. Thank you. Please Appreciate keep giving it. questions. We love to keep answering them, and we we appreciate you. Connor Fitzgerald asks us. Should Arsenal be considered a big six club? And we were kind of talking about this before we tackled the question. And I think what you need to ask here is, is if, you, if they're not, who's the team that jumps in? Leicester is probably the first team that jumps to mind for me if you're going to replace them. I don't know if you could say West Ham, depending on how you look at things. It really all depends on how you look at the situation. I do think they're a big six club. I, I still think they are. They're current holders of the FA Cup, though they're knocked out of this year's FA Cup. I mean, I just, I just think as bad as things have gotten for Arsenal, they're never far from from getting back up to a Europa spot or winning a trophy. And they will win trophies. They, they have been showing that even on their worst year, they can win a trophy. So I absolutely do think they're a big six club still. Um, I don't think Leicester's quite earned that title yet. I think, I think they're a big six club. I agree with you in the fact that they've won. They, they, despite the fact that they are where they are right now, they've won things. Obviously, it's mostly FA Cup. Um, but still, those but are. I mean, there's that, that's a that's a very legitimate that's, respect that's, tro- domestic exactly. trophy, domestic so trophy, like, and then again, also with the fact that the players they have, they have Mikel Arteta now, who who has an idea of what they're doing. Yes, they're in a rut. Yes, they're gonna get they're gonna get out of it. But I think if you look at the seasons in, in the past, it's obviously gone downhill. Unai Emery came in; it was like kind of shaky. It was a little weird. But I think, like, even though his star was just it was better than yeah, than Arteta's, better was. than Arteta's, and I think they're going to remain, they're going to remain within like six to eight. No, they're not going to remain past. They're going to be back in the top six after next season. I think. I think next season will be a slow build up to them being like reintroduced to the top six. I've been I've been fearing an Arsenal reckoning. And for I think a couple I think Arteta now. is the one to do it. I literally think it is. And yes, they went down against West Ham three 0 but then they fought back and. Drew. They just so Arsenal I think they're, through they're, and through. They have an identity, and that there's something to be said about that. I that, think with that my, no matter how bad things get, you know the type of football they can play, and you know what they can bring to the table. And I think there's a lot of clubs that sometimes lose their identity when things get tough. You, you, you hear mm, this club's just looking for an identity right now. How are they going to score? How are they going to defend? And Arsenal might be consistently inconsistent, but at least you know who the good players are, who the goal scorers are. They have great young players on their side. I mean. Like I said, I'm any season expecting them to make a leap back up and maybe not finish in the top four spot, but I mean they're always they're always a shout for fifth or sixth. I think the, I think they're going to remain a top six side, and they I think their identity is the biggest thing that they're missing right now. But they're they're slowly rebuilding it with Mikel Arteta, and then once they get rid of the players that like we talk about with Jaka, Mustafi obviously left already, but those players that just kind of just have that are within that we're, we're we're within that moment of Arsenal just. Completely playing like absolute dog shit mm-hmm. are gonna are leaving and they should leave. Yep, they don't represent the club well, and every player's got guys who should leave. Yeah, you know, I think Arsenal in particular. There's a Ozil, real Ozil was another player them. that left that didn't. Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably three or four players in their starting lineup regularly who you most fans would say this is a guy who maybe not even like they're not good enough anymore. They just need a refresher. Sometimes you just need to leave the place you are and start over with a new Kieran group of Tierney guys is the Kieran Tierney is like the new example. face of what Arsenal 
should look for in players. Mm-hmm. And I think Mikel Arteta will will do that. I'm, I I think he's just a a football like genius. Mm-hmm. I I personally I I don't know. You don't. It does. It seems like you don't agree. It seems I, like you I, don't, I don't agree. I don't think. If we're going off recent seasons, I don't see them as a top six club, even though they've been in the Europa League. Who just, replaces them? I mean, I would go with less. I mean, if you're going, I mean, I know Kibby's asking it off current form, and if you're going off current form, it's either West Ham or Leicester. <clears throat> but West Ham or Leicester, like, would yeah, Le- what would Leicester? I went the but, opposite way. Is it off current form? Because like, no, I, I went form? like overall the club badge. Yeah, just current like. Because if if then then Leicester would never make it. Leicester doesn't have a the history, and would Leicester do that without Brendan Rodgers? Probably not. Yeah, top six is based off history, in my opinion. Like, yeah, that's I agree. That's how I put it. I mean, if I, it's based off history, then yeah, Arsenal's yeah, top, it's a it's yeah, it's a top six. Side. I think I think Leicester would be the one to replace them because they've won a title within the last decade, um, and the fact that they, I mean, the, what they said right now is fourth. I got to say, guys, I cannot even believe that I'm saying this right now, but I love playing devil's advocate. And what puts Tottenham as a top six club? I, I'm just put, like, I just shudder, putting myself <laughs> in an Arsenal fan's shoes for a moment. Like, wouldn't an Arsenal fan argue why is Arsenal the, the club that's being debated whether or not they should be bumped out of the top six when Leicester have won something? They've won a Premier League title, which is something Spurs have never done. Arsenal have won a trophy more recently than the Spurs have. I feel like you could easily, just to, just as easily as an Arsenal fan, go, I don't know why we, who because we were 15th for a couple weeks this season, which is bad, I don't know why we are the club that's like being, or we that's still... That's a good t- point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this question point. could be applied to Tottenham. Honestly. Well, one thing, I mean, one thing about them is that, is, I mean, we're talking about history, their rivalries themselves are with two big six sides. So yeah. then themselves have to be able to compete with those two. So their history, it's like their history elevates them to another, like no one, like, like no one's going to pay attention to like a Wolves derby, but they're definitely going to tune into a Tottenham versus Chelsea mm-hmm. or a Tottenham versus Arsenal. Yeah. So I think the caliber of players also plays a role into why Spurs are where they are in terms of being identified as a top six. Like <laughs> Modric. We put Eric Dyer in our starting 11 no, each but, week. So that's like laughable to me when people go. Oh, you compare the players, and the players at Spurs are much more quality. I'm thinking their well, front three is more quality. No, their midfield is probably more quality, but that's even that's debatable with Odegaard and Partey. I just, I don't even know whose defense I would take. I don't know whose defense well, I would take. If you right look now. at like Modric, you look at Bale, all players that have come through. Um, you look at Van de Vaart, who came, like who played at Spurs, and they went to a quarterfinal with the Champions League. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think who else. Alderweireld, Vertong, all these players were like. Highly rated and highly, uh, highly, they were like players that were on the market. They were wanted by a lot of clubs. Mm-hmm. And I think those are, that's kind of a reason why Spurs have gotten to where they are. They made it to a final in Champions League. They didn't win it, obviously, but I mean, the caliber of manager they had with Paul Trutino, I, I just think the, all those things played a role. The financial, Daniel Levy, he can be cheap, but they, they have financial backing. We'll never get shafted out of a deal with yeah. Daniel Levy. That's the best you can say about so him. Is we I, might, it might be really I think frustrating it's a lot of those, windows, but we won't ever get shafted. I think it's anybody. a combination of the players you've had, the manager you've had, the financial backing you have, the new stadium, um, the location of the club in London, the rivalry that Jalen mentioned. It's a lot of different combinations as to why Spurs are considered a top six club. And I think, too, another good, another good point, if you want to compare the two clubs that are in question here, which is, seems to be Leicester and Arsenal, is... Would Leicester jump Arsenal as a big club? Are 
you look at the the terms of the players who have left the club in the, in the last few years, a lot of people see Leicester as a selling club right now. That they are a good club, but a lot of their core players are sort of waiting to get snatched up by bigger clubs or find bigger deals like with bigger teams. Chilwell, Maguire, someone who's memory. Uh, Madison's been someone who's been linked to move as late. I know we don't. I know he just signed a recent contract, so he seems more long term. But Tillemans was somebody who was being shopped around by a lot of yeah. other clubs. Casper uh, Schmeichel, even in the past, is somebody who's been shopped around by other clubs. So. If you look at it, you could say, well, Leicester are a club that sort of feed the bigger clubs like Arsenal, but Arsenal have also been known to let go of their stars in the past and lose yeah. out on deals like that. So when you think about it in that sense, it sort of, it sort of makes it more interesting in terms of like who who's the big club here and who's the selling club. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I get that for sure. Um, but It's definitely tricky. For context, uh, Connor, we we're talking about the if you think Arsenal's a top six side. So what, what do we each yeah. think? I think they are. I think they are. I mean, I'm... I'm half and half. That's fair. I also think they are. What's your argument? Um, they're a club that still has um, proven the ability to produce big talent. I mean, if you look at their youngster pools, um, like Chelsea, I mean, it was a shorter stint, and they obviously were more successful. But, like, you look at Chelsea and their ability to produce youngsters, that's something that shows that they're, like, they're – they're an established club. Like they have a youth system that they can rely on. Arsenal, um, they Arsenal sh- might have the best youth core in, in the Premier League, honestly. And it's players that it's they United. produce. And um, that's something. No, that, I'd say that. I'm I mean, really. yeah, Arsenal. They haven't been great as of late. A lot of their signings haven't panned out, but they they have made signings. Might not have been the best, um, and they might not have chased like big headline players but like they brought in like an Aubameyang they brought Lacazette at the time like yeah those guys are kind of teetering off and what it looks like but I think this summer could be a really big summer for Arsenal yeah and if you look at what if you compare them to for the likes of Leicester on who's gonna who's gonna be a top six club or a big six club like who who's Leicester gonna sign this summer? It, like Leicester's not gonna go sign some headliner right and if they like, do that's a great like, that's a great point like Leicester's gonna if anything, bring in some smaller name and they fit the system, they succeed at Leicester. Fofana. But yeah. Fofana would get sold, Fra- though. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. a, a Fofana, small players, it bought, seems like developed, right. sold, Le- eventually. Like Leicester and Spurs are both two teams ahead of Arsenal in the standings. However, Arsenal would need to do the least amount of work to propel past the teams that are ahead of them right now. They yep. seem to be closest to their final blueprint as opposed to Tottenham, which seems like they've lost their way. Leicester, which... They've played great all season, but they are still very tough sell to, in terms of achieving actual silverware and getting yeah, things yeah. done in the season. They're still very tough sell. So it really is hard to say. I, st- I would still say Arsenal are, but I think it is an interesting question. And more and more evidence seems to pop up each year as to why yeah. you could make an argument that they're not. But right. yeah, moving ne- on. Next year could be a big decision. Yeah, year. no I doubt. They don't splash it and like build on this talent think- pool that they have um, with the right signings. Then it's like, all right, maybe they are slipping. But right now with what they have... The new manager. I think Arteta is. It be seems huge like for them. that they're. It seems that they're kind of like lining things up. Like the pecking order is there for them to like. Yeah. Get, get right back to where they were. I mean, there's a lot of teams like that. Like if you think of like Milan, Syria, like they were they they won the Syria title like ten like eight years in a row, mm-hmm. and there was that was in different decades, but they've been six before this year. They've been six. Yeah, or fifth. they've been like out of the. They've been out of that. They haven't that, been. They haven't been a contender range, yeah. in a long time, but. They're still probably the richest club in history. 
in yeah. like they attract in, in, some of the mo- best players besides Juventus purely off name. And yeah, like Connor was saying, Arsenal can get players purely off name. Yeah. So where do, where do players want to go to like Leicester or do they want to go like if I see West Ham and I just see like fucking Jesse Lingard going like this. Like, I don't know if I'd want to go. Like, But you have Arsenal, you have Thierry Henry going, come here. Yeah. yeah. That's another example as to why Spurs are a top six side. Because where they are, like London. all those factors, London, the backing, the financial backing, the, the players Mourinho. that have been there, the players that are there, Mourinho. The, they have managers yeah. that come in that are top. Like, it's all these factors that play the in. The whole, I caught the tail end of the debate, but the whole like Spurs being a small It's like a fake club. it till you make it thing almost with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but like they... They lost. I think they lost all chance of being considered a small club when they brought in Mourinho. Because yeah. like yeah. Poch, when he came in, he that wasn't fucking stadium, dude. Maybe it was the eighty thousand yeah. seater they put <laughs> that. That too, where the like, fucking turf retracts and it's a football field and beers fill up from the bottom. Right. That might have been the last day we were a small club. But in terms and of the players, I, I, I get what you're saying. And Bale, like then it's like all right, like the scene. Right, we already talked. Don't get me started on Bale. So. That's all fun. It's so such a funny thought. How like people were saying how. How funny it was that Tottenham fans were all sour about Bale and Arsenal fans were loving it until Arsenal fans realized that Odegaard is doing the same thing and he's going to leave and go to Madrid <laughs> as soon as he feels fit. Unless Arsenal pulls out that bag. Yeah, for real. What, <laughs> do, you, what like do you think, as a Madrid fan, what do you think about Odegaard? You, he's looking pretty good. Same with Regulon, man. All yeah, these guys I mean, are doing well. It's, it's, it's one of those players that like you want to see him succeed. I mean, he was doing bits at Sociedad, but like... Dude, Cruz and Modric are still just like thirty-five years old and just running midfield. So like, yeah. they can't. There's not much you can do. And Casemiro, they're gonna go Casemiro, then Cruz and Modric. But Odegaard, you're saying eventually you'd like him to be a, in the midfield. Yeah, but I, if I'm Odegaard, I'm not gonna waste my time and wait. Like I'm in the, yeah. I'm in my prime right now. Like you right. saw what he did against West Ham. So yeah. why it's just am gonna I, be another? He should leave Madrid. I think. I don't think he's gonna His have bio a career. Clause is like three hundred million. Unless he's like, like Arsenal would really have to fucking and, bring it, in the money. It, it would be like a Pepe thing where they have to pay in like like segments. They, they wouldn't pay that. They'll just wait until his contract's Madrid done. But I don't money. know when that is. I think Spurs it's like two regular three years. Too. Madrid could make a little yeah this, uh, window. Maybe go after Holland, huh? I think with Furl- I think with Furland, <laughs> some of that Holland. I think money. with Furland still there, they're not going to pay for Regulon. No, I don't think they need Regulon if they have Furland. Regulon's not going to go back to just sit there. Hey, that's fine with me. <laughs> uh, we're, what do you think? Ready to move on? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. My bad. Will D'Souza? No, don't say it's okay. Just, we wanted to. I want to get your two cents on this. Will D'Souza ask us Villa and why Grealish is the goat? That's what he wants to we're, about. We're talk about Villa. And also, we're Grealish. he's Grealish back in goat. training. Yeah, this he is. is the Grealish pod. He's we, back in training. We are Grealish pod. He was kind enough to wait till after the Tottenham game to go back in training, <laughs> which I really appreciate. It showed. It showed. Uh, but he's back now. And honestly, I, I was thinking while watching the game, this is this is it's a shame to be watching a Villa side that does not have Grealish in it because it's not it's, the same Villa side. It's not a Villa side. It is a championship um, mid-table side. It's actually crazy how much he influences the team. Wild, and. I remember when they were him and Matty Cash were first out, and I was like, "Yeah, this is a good opportunity." This guy's got drip, man. I was like, "This is a this is a good opportunity for the other team to take points away from Villa." And this is like all Maybe didn't. I, I think I, I don't know what team it was, but they didn't take points from Villa. And I was like, and then after watching them go on that five game streak of like him not playing, I was like, "Wow, they seem sorry, they're useless." All out of their no, games in hand, no more games in hand. Villa <laughs> took almost no advantage of the five games in hand. Because if you if you look at Villa, there was two and lost three. I think if you look at Villa, there is no besides. Like they have like Douglas Sanchez, defensive midfielder. They have um, Traore, who's like creative, but like he's like more of like a skill one on one. Like Sanson, they bought brought in who I thought was going to create more, really hasn't tr- lived up to the hype. Like there is no other attacking midfielder besides Barkley, who 
I think also was like slowly he's, coming he's, back from. I mean, he's not someone Ross you can Barclay's depend on for ninety minutes. Yeah. Ross Barkley ain't no Grealish. That's yeah. all. Yeah, he's not. He's not. But he, he's the other option besides yeah, him yeah, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of creativity. So there is no other creativity in the side of Villa. Ali Watkins without him there. Quite a like, Why, but he needs service. But he in needs, order yeah. to, he needs he needs Grealish, and he needs to not be the he only. Ne- he threat. needs he yeah. needs that person who's Grealish to play him that ball. Then mm. he'll do whatever. Yeah, literally, yeah. it's it's all he is. He runs that team and getting his first England goal over the weekend though. Good to Dead, see. Yeah. Do you Very think? Do you think? Villa, do you think Grealish sees Villa? Do you think Grealish sees what Villa does without him and he's like, damn, I probably should like consider a move. Well, I feel like he bleeds for that club. I, th- I really do think he is a rare breed. Of Honestly, I would, would just see that and club. be like, "Wow, I really am the man." No, it really doesn't seem like the I know he bleeds Villa, but it, there comes a point in time for every player to make a decision on what they want and what they want to win. Similar to the Harry Kane situation. Yeah, not, but look what not, he's doing though. But, like but he's that, not. But, he's probably not going to go anywhere. One because Levy but, won't sell him for under 120 million. But like he's probably not going anywhere. No, but, he wants probably won't be a spur for life. Kane's a little different though because Kane is like. Later in his career, yeah, later he's also going to be the England leading goal scorer. Yeah, could break the Premier League record in goals. Like he, so he's a rare, he's a rare type of player who, it's honestly, similar, if people want to agree with me. Doesn't need to fucking go get a trophy to order to prove that he's world class yeah. and one of the best to ever. Do it's it. It's similar so. and different. I'll die at the same time, hill. but like that's another example. And I think Grealish might look at it like, and like low key is like I, I probably should. This team is nothing without me, and like maybe I should make a move for the sake of like I'll see we're you. not going to. Th- Villa are not going to win anything. I'm sorry. I, I respect Villa. I love Villa. I love watching their play. Their best there. side History finishes there. like But eighth. they're not going to win a trophy yeah. considering also, the yeah. players that they, they have with them without Grealish. It's, it was bad. They weren't winning a game. Like they weren't. They didn't win one game. They I weren't think. even they in look, game. They look horrible. Yeah, they it's it's look not good. even like a, one of those easy things to say. Yeah. Where you go without Grealish, they really looked like they were hurting. No, they did not have an identity yeah, they without did. Grealish. They didn't right. know what to do with the ball and, without Grealish. Yeah, Watkins and it's, look it's, miserable. I mean, and you're comparing them to like Spurs. Like it's like it's, yeah, Spurs Villa also. Quality. Villa also is is not Spurs. Yeah, like they're not. Villa yeah. is they're well off of Spurs. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not like, far. Like if, if Spurs goes into oh, I guess a semifinal or something like that. Like without Kane, we're Villa. Villa can't make runs in like tournaments or like they don't have that ability. And look at how one dimensional they are. Like look at how one like it's Grealish, a, a subset of Ollie Watkins, and that's it. Like John McGinn, Trezeguet. John McGinn, he moves like a. No, fridge, no I don't want to hear fridge. no John McGinn slander. He, he is a fucking legend. He moves like a fridge with a fucking treadmill yeah. at the bottom of for legs. So they got, weird. They got good he runs, players, he's, but he's an odd runner. He's an odd player. They have Matt Target is also a strange player to me. He's good. He's consistent wing back, but he's a strange player. We do need to learn everything Wait. about the uh, Grealish, though. So we start, we see the English side right now. Yeah, who would Grealish replace? James uh, Mason Mount. Easily no, not with what Southgate says. I, I don't think Mason Mount would. He should. I think. He's I don't know. Mason Mount's pretty. Also, damn the valuable. current England lineup is like kind he's, of. Moved. You think Grealish is more? You think Grealish who is less would, valuable than Mason Mount? That's crazy. Ollie Watkins got selected. I don't think he's going to get I just, selected. I don't. Does, does England know, who, have? Who did England play that like, flashy who, Grealish what was ball? Their starters. I didn't see the lineup. Like who Phil did. Foden is like the player that would he would, like. 
Does Grealish fit into this England side even that well? Do they play the type of ball that he would benefit from? Did they? It seems like they do work hard. Oh, let's get oh, a ball oh, into a they header. Would, they, Jude would probably get a place. No player, no player wouldn't thrive off what Grealish does. This he is draws like a fouls. weird England like like Jude. Like I know, but like but Grealish does it's still too like much. A pretty good. I feel like selection. No, 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 Southgate no. wouldn't even want Grealish to do what he does for this England side. Yeah, he, he, Southgate's it's a very systematic. We're going to get the ball up the wing and cross it in. We're not going to do anything fancy. We're not going to create a lot of space in between players. We're not going to do this crazy stuff on the fast break. It, it, he doesn't seem like he fits in this England side. It seems like he'd fit in the Brazil side know. or something Jack like that. Jack Grealish is like the best guy to get a ball down the wing and provide some. He, he breaks the lines so well, and he also draws fouls. And those two or three touches he gets that breaks like... 10 yards. I don't, by the way, I don't disagree. I think it would be it's great like, to see him integrated no, in the lineup. I'm no manager saying, wouldn't be like... I'm watching Southgate England, just, and yeah. I'm like, I just don't see where he you would use this system. I don't see where what Southgate's trying to do on the field right now, where Grealish would really fit into that equation. It seems like it would fuck everything up for I him. I think if Phil Foden can be in it, I think Jack Grealish deserves I think, more. Um, I mean, I think England's, as I say, I think for the 500th time, England's front three is going to be Rashford, Kane, Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, and I think with the current form, Grealish, Grealish has the ability to play wide right and replace Sterling. So do I, because Sterling has oh, been so pretty. Put him I, w- I would love for him to play for Sterling. I would, not, I, would I mean, I would not replace Sterling in the starting eleven, though. I would. I would, put, I, I would put Grealish farther back. Yeah, I think he is. You best want him, you want him behind, but, but it, the fact is that there's a lot of competition in behind. If you play with two high midfielders, then you could get away with it. Because you're gonna put you, you're obviously because I'm pretty sure Calvin played a. Oof, Fantastic game. The, the other problem day. is, we looked really good. The problem is, he's not a starter in the strongest England side, though. You don't Calvin? think so? As far as you got to put a CDM, Ward Oh, Prowse. I thought you meant Calvert Lewin. Hey, um, damn it. Ouch. Eric Dyer. Dude. Wait, did you see the TikTok the of like, Prowse, the Ward Prowse scoring on Dean Henderson? He's like, <laughs> Dean's like, why are you even here, Ward? <laughs> oh my! That's so he gets shit for no reason. He's a fucking top no, it, midfielder. Well, because it was great finishes, and he, Dean Henderson was just getting tight that he kept getting scored on. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think know. I think Grealish gets in the side. He should get in the side. He offers so much to any team. Offers more than Mason Mount, in my opinion. Well, he's going to offer more than Jude Bellingham. He's not going to make the year. I think honestly, no. I think he'd offer more than Phil Foden. If you look at consistent performances. I don't just you I don't see you Phil Foden you, in that position even you, though I just you see Phil Foden as a winger. Phil like, Foden though. Foden is going. No, no, no. He, I thought you meant like in starting eleven. Oh yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I think if you look consistently, I'm I'm basically just on. stacks. It's just a stacked ass team. I, Grealish is yeah, like it's just a matter that Gareth Southgate is not going to pick the right fucking. I team. think I think Jack Grealish, besides Harry Kane, is the most consistent English player. Okay, so we can talk about you said like you were saying before. Uh, somebody probably needs to go somewhere to win something. Do you think Jack Grealish makes a move in the next two seasons? Where do you think? And, and, and if yes, where do you think he goes? I think he should. I don't know if the the fact what that his release. Well, what do you think in in this world? If I want him to leave in this climate, what do you, where do you think he's, he's going to go? United. I think he's going to go to United in two years. I think he would. I think out of all the clubs, he would go to United. Um, but I honestly don't know if he's going to leave though. So United for me. Like the problem, what do you think he's more likely to go to United or leave Villa? He's not going to do it for you. <laughs> he's more likely to... Yeah. Although we don't know but at the time. <laughs> That's a hard question. That's so it's hard. because he hasn't been linked to any other club besides United. At this because I don't think he'd go to he any other club. He will eventually say, I'm looking for a new challenge and I'm going to sign a new contract. I can't I see him. Be, I, I can't will love Villa as forever. I'll be, it'll be always be in my heart and I'll retire. I'll go back and be, be a villain and retire as a villain. I can't see him being at any other club in the Premier League besides United. No, not, I, I cannot I either. Can't either. <laughs> I can't. Spurs came close to signing him when he was in the championship. But, yeah, they uh, should, I, 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 I remember, I remember that. I remember from, that. Uh, him to City. 
That's what I saw. I can't see him really? at City. Just, oh, it's, I it's could not, easily see him at City. Could you not? It's yeah. not. It's not about seeing him at City. It's about who's gonna get. Like if he can, if they can get anyone him to can City. afford him. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's all the money. Like, like also, they have like ninety five one years. Uh, yeah, dude. I was gonna say that's all. That's all. City I think needs that was Jack Harrison. That's that's all. City needs is another. <laughs> what do you What do you wing. say to get that haircut? I fucked your wife. Oh my god, dude. Um, I'm sorry. What were we talking about? That just like threw me off. <laughs> that's not. You so much should tell him before he goes. That's, yeah, on, that's, that's on you. Shop, that's shop, I, think, yeah. I think I'm up next, yeah, boys. Uh, Tristan uh, Large Cold Brew. I think you should ask him that, dude. Fuck. <laughs> next question. Okay, moving on. Love the question, though. I love, this we is love, our, this we is love our, Uh Thank you, Will D'Souza. Very good, very good question. Krillish is the GOAT. Thanks, uh, thanks Freshy. Jordan Aprea asks, this one's going to cause some problems. I, I might get I'm up. Not even gonna I might sign off. I might just I turn my wanna. mic off. I might get up and go. I might have a coffee. I, I know, know my answer already. Uh, who was better at soccer in college, Andrew, Jalen, or Connor? Obviously, Jalen. Obviously. To stir the pot. So... Obviously, Gerald. I honestly, <laughs> for how much for how much soccer I watched, I, I always think I'm like I would have loved to go back and watch the boys play. I didn't watch you guys play enough. I'll say that straight up. I would have loved to go get an assessment. Where did everybody play? Where did you play, Jalen, on the field? You go for. I want to get an assessment of your game first. I heard uh, you play I, center I was, back. I was, I was center mid. Center mid. Connor, Connor, Connor was one through fucking seven or one through yeah. ten. I heard that you played. Count. He played every position. <laughs> I played every outfield position. You've played yeah. every single position other than keeper in the. I don't think you've played left mid. Uh no. You I played, played keeper. I played right wing. I hate it. I know that's like I one hate, position. I hate left mid and right mid. That's keeper is like a position that I never even played Especially when in our I was system. like eight years old. Like you know when you're eight and like you like rotate keepers like. I like never even did that. One. What was, like, uh, what system did LaSalle play? I know you guys are going to do a bunch of self digs here, but like if you could compare your system to a Premier League side system, what would it be? It's Leicester's. Well, a three five two is what we played. Okay, with, with not with yeah, it was it three was, at the back. It was the most flawed system that I've ever been a part of. I've never played a system like that poorly before, except my last year. <laughs> what happened your last year? No, I'm kidding. McKenna, our last year wasn't last that year, bad. Our last year was good. <laughs> Um, okay, so you were center mid. I, I, me and Connor basically played the same position. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were a defender, though. I thought you could play center back. At, well, from freshman time. year, I played right. I played outside back. I mean, what I, a fun position. I played. Somebody who never back. played high level. For me, the most fun looking position. It's a lot of running. Would be playing wing back. That's why I have so much respect for no, him. It's not fun at all. No, it's it's a lot of running and a lot of crossing. And playing the, it, playing the three five two is the, the worst thing I've ever done in my entire life. Why? On the outside mid. Because it's a lot of running and you gotta defend and then attack a lot more than you do when you just both sides f- of the ball. There's no <laughs> three, like more. Three, two, there's one. not a worse four, two, three, feeling one. when you're playing outside mid or outside like back, and you see your man making that run into the weak post, and you are like, and you're like, you're 10 nowhere steps to be found behind him, <laughs> and you're like. He's gonna really fucking make this run. I'm like, and yep. there is there is no defensive structure, and there is no one switching off to pick up that man. I'm screaming at Enright. <laughs> <laughs> you and need right, to save me right now. And, and right's knees clicking all the way down the field oh as he's gosh, running back. Do you remember that? Um, who had the most collegiate goals? Connor. Connor. How many? How many? Like five. Five. Something like that. Five. Uh, I had one. I had no, none. You had none? <laughs> yeah, I probably should have had like two. Remember that banger I had against uh, <laughs> Anne what? Maria? Anne Maria. <laughs> uh, what, type of, what type of goal did you score? You had one, you said? 
Jalen had a nice one. Yeah, mine was, pretty, mine, yeah. Was pretty, mine was pretty. Mine was actually pretty good. What was your celebration? Anyway, the ball was in the air. We were losing, so there was no celebration. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we lost because these <laughs> stupid Spanish kids on our team. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. Dude, we got a Spanish kid on our podcast. <laughs> actually, let's you know, all right? <laughs> no, it was one. No, it was one. Um, it was me. Uh, we the ball was in the air. I took it down on my right. You cut like kind of cut back. I, I, it was like weird. I cut it back. The kid, cut, I like kind of, I missed the kid. Like the kid missed the ball, and I hit it with my left. It was a nice. It was a nice left footed goal. Nice Damn, left, it, was, it, was, my one it goal. was nice. Yeah, I, I remember watching it. Did you ever score a PK, Connor? I didn't take penalties. I also should have had like three assists off you, solely yeah. off you. Yeah, I'm a I have like I have like three. I think I have three crosses to you that. All hit your head and they just grazed the bar. I remember I was like, I hit the bar twice. I was so sad. <laughs> um, they were all against Salve. Salve, Salve Regina, um, Emmanuel, and then there was one obviously in the spring tournament. But um, yeah, who would win in a crossbar challenge? Who'd be the last one to hit the crossbar? The three. McKenna. I'd say Jalen. The crossbar? Yeah. Get the uh, fuck out of here. I'm not in this debate. You are. You're one of the three. Uh, they didn't say they I was going to be last. The question, they didn't so. say I was going to be last. I. Uh, to hit the cross. Me and you going back and forth on that. I think we're pretty even. I'll ding the bar. If I was ding in the bar, if first. I was if I was in goal, no shot, dude. If Hell I was yeah. a goal playing keeper and the three you were taking PKs, uh, who would be the first one to miss? McKenna. Okay. Yeah, Phelan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good at penalties. I'm not horrible at penalties. I think I think shooting is like one of my better traits. I would just blast it at you and see what you do. I th- I think okay, we, I'm definitely wait, not playing goalie. We'd all either. make it. He's playing goalie. Oh, yeah, but first, he said first one. To I'm going to commit. First one, though. You you might think that it's going to go in, but I'm going to commit to one side fully. And if it goes that side, I'm getting my. Lock. I think I'm putting Six, it in. Seven. I think I'm keeping it. There in. was one podcast I compared myself to Nick Pope, maybe because I was drinking, but still, I mean, even then, uh, the height the height will help. Uh, I mean, it's tough to say. I would we'll have, have to go back and watch, watch more. Film. Yeah, guys, we should like do this for the Howlers. What? We'll do the summer. We'll do a YouTube video. We'll do a crossbar challenge. We'll do like a little mini uh, Olympics down at the turf somewhere. Uh, I'll be like uh, I'll be like Trent in that video when he's trying to get a handshake from Jesse Lingard and uh, Loftus Cheek, and then I just turn around and ping it from half field. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna look like Holland hitting that fucking. Connor's just gonna Holland. blast it like he did on that free kick. Connor's, gonna hit, Connor's just gonna hit it. Over I remember one one game. I was like, Connor should take free kicks, and then uh, he takes a free kick, blast it, blast it million feet against Riviere. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Oh, it was a bad shot. All right, I have, I provided the game winning assist in that game, so I don't want to fuck. <laughs> but your free kick went in the woods. It went like nine miles over the goal. Oh man, I, I I wasn't I wasn't a great free kick taker, unless I just like hit it with my laces. But when I would try to power like finesse it, I would just go. Who's nine. the best defender of the three? Does Hark is. I'm uh, not the defender. Yeah, so. yeah, uh, uh, I would say Connor. Connor. Connor's a better slide tackler. I'm just like a. I'm also. I don't, I played center back. Like, Jalen also played center back. So you back. have more of a defensive mindset. But Jalen's obviously more physical than I am. Okay. Because he's, like, stronger. I, I, I couldn't slide tackle for shit. Uh, who's the best keeper of the three of you? Nah, I'm definitely uh, the worst. Definitely not me. I'm, a, I, I I'm actually, I'm actually a pretty, pretty good. I'm actually a pretty good keeper. Uh, oh. I fucking hate the position. Well, Edwin Vandersar? <laughs> Hell no. I'm like a... Jalen Vandersar? I'm like a, I'm like a Spina. I used to be at oh, Arsenal. Spina, dude. What a, what a, wow. Where'd you, <laughs> where the hell did you pull that one out of the closet, dude? I'm like, I've been called the youngest. He's the worst keeper I can think of. Um, This was a fun podcast. That's all the questions.
This was a fun podcast. Yeah, I like this, one this was a lot of fun. Quick Thank podcast. You. But if you talk about a player that could run the longest, I would definitely say McKenna. Yeah, McKenna could probably outrun I was us. I gonna for say the we all game. have different like you got car you got that cardio, huh? I'd say my biggest. Well, you just said you had to play on both sides of the ball, so you're probably. I say my. <laughs> I say I have good skill and I can run a lot, dude. McKenna, McKenna okay, would that's like, every premier. That's Daniel James. We'd have like a jogging thing. <laughs> our coach James would be like, uh, "Yeah, just like take it slow." Like, like our last year of soccer, like our coach like finally made sense, and he'd be like, "Yeah, you don't have to go hard." On I wasn't trail. even going hard though. And McKenna would just be like, <laughs> "Come on, guys." <laughs> Never, and he'd be laughing all this. I'm like, bro, shit. stop. <laughs> the practice that we did Union Jacks for like an hour, and Andrew was like, I'm feeling good. And he just like kept picking up the pace. And I was like, I don't know if I was concussed on the bench or something. I'm like, dude, why are you doing this to yourself on like a Monday? He was like, like it was 40 minutes in, and he's still like picking up, the, like he's taking it off a notch. I'm like, bro, McKenna finished bro, you need Jacks to relax. Like 50 minutes before. I mean, I was fine. I felt good. <laughs> like a yeah, bucks. I would say we all have different. Like, I don't like. We're all very different set. players. Like Jalen's. He, I would say Jalen's like the most creative on-ball player because he like he like favors a step over. Jalen doesn't like give a, a fuck. A double scissor. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll lose the ball in the middle of the field and not not he'll give be a doing shit. Like, <laughs> he'll be doing step overs in the box with defenders or attackers closing in on him. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. There's all just there's so many aspects of the game. I can't shoot the ball for shit. I cannot. Connor yeah. can like. Put his laces down and hit a ball. I cannot lace and hit a ball. For my once life. we, uh, once this summer, once it winds down, we can start to do some more creative we'll projects. We can do a fun little uh, we'll, competition we'll get, out, yeah, outside. You fun. better not let me beat you guys in anything. I just, uh, I'll won't. say that right now. <laughs> you, you won't. You'll say that I won't, but I'm surprisingly smooth kicking a ball. I don't think there's a sport I'm not good at, honestly. I mean, maybe yeah, true. maybe darts. Is that a sport? Yeah. Oh, new season of Rick and Morty comes this uh, this June. Nice. Well, anyway, Dude, reading off the TV. Now that I'm plugging Rick and Morty, it's probably a good time to end the podcast. Um, thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Elvin, for your wonderful questions. We had a great time answering them. Uh, Howler Pod 50 is coming up. We're going to do a fun. We're doing something that. different. Yeah, it might be whiskey. That might be our last episode because we're going to be off the whiskey, getting loose. Whiskey. Um, Come on, it's who's, tri- like, who's drinking whiskey? I am, I ain't, I'm not drinking whiskey. I don't think I've ever seen Jalen. We're gonna get you whiskey. some White Claw whiskey. Do you like tequila, Jalen? The first how hard alcohol I ever <laughs> drank. Do you like tequila? New uh, Amsterdam. Do you like no. tequila? What? Rom? Tequila's all right. No, the what? first was um. I can love tequila, man. It's a brown. It's brown. Brown ale. No, Ew, Captain dude. Morgan. No. <laughs> Bourbon. Oh. Dude, it was something so gross. Steve gave it to me. Oh, my freshman year. It's got to be one of those brown. fucking Steve, dude. Like yeah. Maker's Mark? No, bro. It's got to be whiskey. Was the name brown in it? No, no. It's a brown liquor. Like, it was just a brown liquor. Rum? No, it's a popular brand. I need to look it up right now. Just start playing the ending music. Yeah, you guys <laughs> Jim Beam? <laughs> Jim Beam. Yes, it was Jim Beam. Howler's Podcast Episode so 41. so bad. It is the worst. Guys, was, was Jim, Beam, Jim Beam is Jim bad. Beam, Jim Beam Apple. That's the main no, takeaway. No, no, it wasn't that. I heard that's pretty good. It's like really sugary. Oh, wait, you love that shit. It was, dude, if you put yeah, it. No it's if you put it with, <laughs> If you put it in a Sierra Mist or Sprite, it tastes like a green Jolly Rancher. That's pretty good. Just like if you put Captain Morgan in this stuff called Orange Dry, it's like this orange soda. Dude, that soda. sounds like it's, I'm not drinking it, that. It tastes like a creamsicle. I'm sorry. Orange I mean, it's Dry like, is not something that's ever going into my body. You it cannot, tastes like a creamsicle. You cannot convince me. All right, folks. You, Guys. You hear from Connor first. Yeah, a couple drink, of cocktails. Drink that Jim Beam. A couple of <laughs> drink cocktails drink a, drink a liquid that's called Orange Dry. That sounds normal. Good plug, Connor. That's a yeah. good idea. Captain Morgan and Orange. The absolute donut. The captain gives you the liquor, uh, the liquid. 
Yeah, I'm going to give guys. you something. See We're soon. losing it. Yeah. 42 <laughs> will be here. It's here. time to turn this guy down. 42 will be here next week. Let's get out of here. It's pretty late right now. Turn this shit off. Talk to you later. Bye, y'all. Shoot.